we're back on the rule of three. Uh, two comments, three topics, ten minutes each. That's what the show's all about. And no politics, which is merciful at this point of the election cycle. Very much. Very much so. <laughs> very easy to do. That's <laughs> no up. politics. That's Bent Washburn uh, in Germany. I'm uh, Tim Slegel. Uh, later in the show, we're going to be talking about my personal hero from uh, from my hometown. We're going to be talking a little <laughs> about my hometown and a, a guy from uh, a, a local boy who did something that I think is very impressive. <laughs> it's, uh, kind of an Icarus type uh, feat, we will say. <laughs> it's also Not to go- give it away. It's also going to uh, it's going to be revive an old story we did over uh, well over a year ago. So if yes, you're, maybe this will be an annual thing. That'd be good. <laughs> if you're a regular listener, <laughs> uh, you'll know about this. Uh, in the second segment, we're going to be talking about Mouse Utopia. It's uh, yes. a strange concept, uh, uh, but... Or is it? I think. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> in this segment, uh, we are going to be talking about uh, an article that Bent frowned in the, the Wall Street Journal. I did. I don't know why I found this article. It's about I stumbled across it. It's about Chinese liquor, and uh, yeah, <laughs> caught my eye immediately. Oh, booze in China! I got to read this. <laughs> China's <laughs> Quichau Mutai Company has become the world's most valuable liquor company thanks to a fiery spirit that can cost nearly four hundred dollars a bottle. Yeah. Must be good stuff, right? You would think? You would think. Uh, The spirit is baiju, a Chinese liquor made by fermenting sorghum or other grains in brick or mud pits. Have you seen (laughs) the pictures in the article of how they they got some guys with janitor brooms just spreading it all over a cement floor? It so looked it like it looked like it looked to me like uh, like acrobats Chinese acrobats cleaning up after the circus. <laughs> that is what the uh, picture looked like. An to incontinent me. elephant had walked in circles. <laughs> and ju- is that what you mean? Just <laughs> it did not look appetizing. I gotta uh, say, I agree. Not at all. Not <laughs> at all appetizing. Uh, the company uh, uh, made by the Kui Chow Company is uh, Mu Tai. Muay Thai, which sounds like kickboxing. I thought that was a form of kickboxing. <laughs> Muay Thai is, is it? Maybe I might be wrong. I'm not an expert in Chinese liquor or kickboxing. Move on. Sorry. Well, it's actually it's actually it's Chinese for fiery fairy, which means what? something entirely different in the United States. It, yes, it really does. <laughs> that huh. a bottle of fiery fairy for yeah. five hundred. Something in it, five hundred bucks. Is that what they said? I think you can get a fiery oh. fairy cheaper here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and moving on, I, I'm not going to say whether I know that. I don't know that, but it's uh, what uh, you're telling us. It, it, uh, is it good? Uh, apparent, apparently not. Apparently, <laughs> apparently the, uh, the 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 flavor is reminiscent of kerosene or uh, charcoal lighter. Man, and what kind of what kind of fall down drunk told them like, wait, this is just like my Lysol. This is, who told them, you know, how did you do the taste test? But it is awful, right? And and it's favored by from what I, the older generation that are established with money apparently really like this. True, 
Isn't yeah, that what, yeah, because it's because yeah. it's expensive. It's one of those it's one of those economic things where the the price tag on it is what makes it so desirable. It's, uh, it's a status. Symbol. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's kind of like uh, it, it's kind of like the, uh, I, the the closest I would compare it to in this country is that when you go to like a high end club and order a bottle, whole bottle of champagne, and they bring this big uh, bottle that has like all these paint, this painting and gold leaf on it, so that everybody knows that you have you know uh, a thousand that you just paid a thousand dollars for a bottle of champagne. And you can carry it around in the club. That's that's what it reminds me of. So it's just it's uh, what is that called? There's in psychology. What do they call that? It's just where you're just you're broadcasting excess money, and it makes uh, other people like wow. Yeah, so much money there. Well, we were yeah we were talking about this a, a couple a couple episodes ago. We were talking about the fact that golf just showed that I have lots of time to kill. Oh, that's golf that does that. That was golf for one thing. Yeah, that that just uh, it's status symbols, and then we 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 also got into the fact that uh, words that people now use words that you can only learn at uh, oh, Ivy right. League college. To, so uh, golf does that, not bowling. Bowling's not as. <laughs> I, I'm doing I it all wrong. I imagine at one point. I imagine at one point the. Uh, <laughs> You know the ability to to, to uh, spend a lot of money to roll a ball at some pins was status, Showed but some now form it's of become status. golf and skiing. It seems like any anyway. We're off the we're off way the off the track. It's, the the, the yeah. interesting thing is that people don't. Uh, it, it it truly is like the emperor's new clothes. Is that the psychological term? Yeah, and that's what someone said in the article too. It's the emperor's new clothes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah because the way they one uh, website describes motai is having a silky mouthfeel, and says it carries an undertone of baking spice. Other reviewers oh, say the drink conjures taste of nuts, sesame paste, nut mushrooms, cheese, and dark <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> Just BS. It's crap. Here's my question still. I've drunk some wine, a little, and mm-hmm. if I, I've been in those wine tastings where they give you these same lists of tastes. Mm-hmm. And the power of suggestion will make them so for me. If the sommelier says, oh, do you taste the apricot? You're like, oh, yeah. Do you think that this is, oh, sure. is it possible? Sure. That uh, there, Penn, and Teller, Penn and Teller in their Showtime series did a, uh, did a thing where they, uh, where they tried to, where they had a water list at a restaurant. They set up a restaurant with a water list that people could choose from. And they said, oh, would you like a flight of water? And it's like, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to sample your water. And, oh, uh, no. <laughs> and, uh, and they said, uh, this one, this one uh, comes from an Icelandic glacier. And, uh, and they pour it out, you know, like with a, with a towel over one hand. And, uh, and yeah, pour they them do each other. all of the trappings. Yeah. All the trappings. And the one guy goes, hmm, it tastes glacial. Yeah. <laughs> they say, Where does the water come from? And they have Teller out back with a garden hose and a funnel. <laughs> <laughs> and all of the water, right, is from the garden all, hose funnel. It's all identical. They don't switch the funnel There's out. There's no switch. They just, they just talk about, you know, what, 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 what undertones and and uh, uh, suggestions that, that that the flavor of the water has. And it works? Do the people go, oh, yeah, yeah, I taste the yeah, tennis yeah, balls absolutely. in this one? <laughs> Is that how it goes? <laughs> That's nuts. That's it, crazy. Apparently it's a potent drink, the uh, Motai. 
is that Henry oh, yeah. Kissinger, back in those days when he uh, met with uh, leader Deng Xiaoping, he said he had so much mo tie in his negotiations that he was negotiating in Chinese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I would have, explain a lot of the stuff that went down. <laughs> I have, uh, m- on more than one occasion, had so much to drink that I thought I was speaking Chinese. I've thought of speaking <laughs> German when I've had... It's true. You get drunk. You think you're, and then later, wow. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Drinking does not help that. Now, there's actually there's actually a liqueur or, or in uh, Chicago that's, uh, that Chicago's known for. Uh, for, for and they, they brag about it tasting bad. It's called Merlo, uh, Malort. Malort? M-A-L-O Wait. with an umlaut. RT, Malort. How? M- not Merlot, Merlort. Merlort. And it is. Oh, it, Malort, it, it, my it, lady. It is, it is quite possibly the foulest tasting liquor that you've ever. Uh, it 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 kind of tastes. It kind of tastes like you, you know when you've gotten sick, and you're done getting sick, and you still got a little bit of taste in your mouth. Delicious. Yes, that, I have done that. Yeah, that's what yeah. that that is the flavor of Malort. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does have an undertone of uh, floor wax, <laughs> and, uh, and and people in Chicago they they they, they it's it's a, it's popular. It's every bar you go into in Chicago. Do will they have in, a, are they investing in it? That's what's interesting to me about this liquor company. People are now buying stock. In the liquor company hmm. and banking on this kind of crowd behavior. You know what I mean? Like that it just really makes me think about how mysterious money is and what makes a thing worth what it's worth. It's so strange to me. That stock is going sailing and people buying stock in it, people are buying bottles and sucking it away. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it, it, it's so much that uh, at Costco's new Shanghai outpost, people have been lining up for hours to buy it at uh, two hundred and thirteen dollars for a half liter bottle. And yeah, see, that's there's that actually is a picture. Wild. There's a picture of it in the Wall Street Journal article, and it looks like an auto zone. <laughs> it does not. It, it does not does look it, like a fine uh, liquor store. It looks like and it doesn't look. It doesn't look like a line full of investors. Does it? It doesn't look like people they're saving for their kids' college and retirement. It just that's it's just a line at a liquor store. Who knew? It's so strange. So strange. So anyway, if uh, if if anybody out there has tried Motai, uh, send us an email at uh, Rule of Three yeah. Die. We'd love to hear about what you think about the flavor. Uh, yeah, especially if you're hammered on it, send one then. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Mouse Utopia on the other side. Hey, we're back on the rule of three. Uh, later in the show, in the final topic, we're going to be talking about my hometown hero. The guy that, uh, yes. that that pulled something off that I've often thought I might like to try. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> <laughs> but 
but uh, in, in this uh, in this segment, we're going to be talking about an article that a, uh, a friend of the show, Carrie Mullins, posted on his Facebook thread about mouse utopia. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good topic. Uh, mouse utopia. Apparently, there's a there's a segment of the science called ethology. Yep. Where yeah. it's the study of animal behavior. And one of the most famous ethologists in recent decades was John B. Calhoun, which uh, John B. Not to be confused with John C. Calhoun, huh? South Carolina senator and uh, spokesman for uh, the plantations in <laughs> South. Very different. <laughs> so be sure you Google John B. Calhoun. It's, right. it's kind of like, on. it almost seems like hepatitis, like there's different strains of John Calhoun. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, the, the, the type C Calhoun, John Calhoun, oh, you think that uh, was, a, was, toxic. A, was a, a plantation owner, but the type yeah. B is far less, is far less deadly, yeah. far less. This is the mouse plantations, <laughs> different kind of pursuit of. All right. Anyway, John B. Calhoun was best known for his mouse experiments in the 60s when he worked for the National Institute of Mental Health. Uh, Calhoun enclosed four pairs of mice in a nine by four and a half foot metal pen complete with water, Mm -hmm. tunnels, food bins and nesting boxes. He provided all the food, water and shelter they needed and ensured that no predator could ever gain access. It was... Uh, Mouse uh, Utopia. Right? <laughs> now, were the cheese the streets made of cheese? I would assume. <laughs> I'm just assuming. <laughs> it would. <laughs> it would. It would have to be. It's uh, uh, you know, it, it's all I could think of as Mouse Utopia. Just it just it just m- makes me think of Disney, which is <laughs> which is not really Mouse Utopia. It's more it, like Mouse no. Fascism. It's like it's yeah, a, the say. utopia is promised in the Disney Corporation, but however, <laughs> no. uh, Hair Mickey no. does not allow it. <laughs> uh, man, if you're wearing that mouse suit, that's far from utopia, I would swear, <laughs> for that person. So he puts him in the mouse pen, right? Mm-hmm. And what's the first thing they do? Everything they start they, Everything sex. they need. Nothing to worry about. It's... So they have lots of sex. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, numbers doubled yeah. every fifty-five days. Man, but after that's, that's serious. Yeah, yeah, but after oh, apparently, what? apparently, mouse utopia does not have affordable birth control. <laughs> that <laughs> apparently that is the missing item. <laughs> it was a giant orgy. Yeah. Sounds like it was just a mouse orgy, and then it got overcrowded. True. Uh no, no, there was no, uh, no there was there was. There was plenty of room, enough space to accommodate as many as 1,600 rodents. Hmm. Well, didn't things fall apart, though? Didn't it just get too crowded, apparently? And then they started displaying all these horrific behaviors. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, horrific. The population actually peaked at 2,200 and uh, began to decline precipitously straight down to the extinction of the entire colony in spite of their material needs being met with no effort required on the part of any mouse. So the Laszlo Pyramid, the base, all those seven needs were met. I would also point out in Laszlo's Pyramid, I looked this up a while ago, the seventh need he lists is excretion. Pooping, basically, is one of the that we don't think about. 
and uh, so all that's met by the mouse mice, right? They have all the things they need, mm-hmm. but then they just self destruct. Why? Uh, well, my question. At uh, day three fifteen, when the first signs appeared of breakdown in social norms, uh, aberrations occurred. Females abandoned their young, males no longer defended their territory, and both sexes became more violent and aggressive. Hmm. Because of the overcrowding? Uh, no, it wasn't overcrowding. It just, it just, uh, they just well, I did... thought it was overcrowding. That's because he used this experiment, when you read about it, he, he used the experience to sound the alarm about overpopulation in humans. Yeah, well, we some people did. Some people, some people did go right there. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, one, uh, uh, oh, I didn't get this guy's name. Uh, Kuban is the last name pointed out that mouse utopia fell apart well before the mouse enclosure was full. Well, according to his opinion, he said, but, even at the know. peak of population, 20% of nesting beds were unoccupied. 20. So there was still still 20% still of the beds plenty still of room, plenty of housing, plenty of, uh, yep. Plenty, uh, plenty of uh, vacancies in the the the, the housing housing project. Well, apparently the mice didn't agree. I mean, something about them they were something triggered something with the mice. What was it? Now, what what, what does the article say that it was that? Well, it it just said the... that the deviant behavior started started springing up, both sexual and social. Uh, each passing the last thousand mice to be born tended to avoid stressful activity and focus their intention increasingly on themselves. As they became selfish yeah. mice. Yeah. Because yeah. they Apparently. had handouts. Is yeah. that what it's saying basically? And that's all all they cared about. Yeah. They they uh uh and this one, this, this a, one was this was interesting. Is is some young mice growing into adulthood exhibited an even different type of behavior? Uh, Doctor Calhoun called them the beautiful ones. The beautiful ones would just groom themselves. So yeah, yeah. I've Devoted that solely that to glo- grooming, eating, and sleeping. They never involved themselves with others, engage in sex or fight. All appeared outwardly as beautiful exhibit of the species, with keen, alert eyes and a well kept body. So but it, they were stupid. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they According to with the usual stimuli, they 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 were just stupid. So it, 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 in my it, it, and this is this is you know this is sixty years ago. So this is before Facebook. Is well, I, I think I think nowadays that he would call those mice the influencers. Yeah, no, <laughs> they essentially became Kardashian mice. But then the people who follow them have got to be at least as dumb. No, the mi- uh, no. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if that's if, that, if that's necessarily true. I mean, you could that's it's, true. aspire to be, be the beautiful one without realizing curious. that. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's uh, you know. That's- I kind of like the idea that the beautiful ones are dumb. That I, I always <laughs> that always feels fair to me. You know what I mean? When people are smart and beautiful. And then rich too. I just, I, oh, yeah. it's a, it's all I can just. It's very hard to handle that because then everything's just not fair at such a basic level. Yeah, it's uh, one of my favorite lines from Torch Song trilogy. Is Harvey Firestein is looking down at uh, Matthew Broderick passed out on his bed, and he just looks at him and he goes, oh, "If you have an IQ over fifty, there is no God." <laughs> yeah, because it's not. 
Fair. Yeah, it's. I've always felt that there's only so much room in the human genome. So if you're going to have, uh, if you're if you're going to be exceptionally beautiful, it's uh, there's no room left to put the, to, to pack the intelligence on that DNA strand. <laughs> yeah, that might be a pretty dumb idea. I'm thinking, which would imply you're very beautiful. <laughs> You'd really think <laughs> people can be dumb. I mean, smart and beautiful, right? I mean, come on. Uh, I don't. You know what? Yes. Yeah, you 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 are absolutely correct. There is no reason. Yeah. There is no reason no why reason. you cannot be. None. It just uh, it's just my uh, uh, my notion of the justice in the cosmos. Exactly, and me too. But then you read about like who was that Hollywood starlet? What's her name? Who was the scientist and just genius? What was her name? Ugh. Is that the one? Is that the one that uh, created the uh, encryption it, technology? Yeah. What's her name? Lana Turner. Yeah. I think. No, uh, not Lana Turner. You sure no, it's not Lana Turner? It's, not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the first Dang name it. that came to mind. Uh, yeah, she's but it's genius and drop dead gorgeous and just genius. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, this is I don't know where we went south on the mice, but the thing is, the mouse utopia uh, in this post that we that you saw was it being used as a. Uh, some sort of argument that would revealed something about human nature? Were they going that far with it? Because that's what people have been doing with this thing for years now, the sea. Yeah. And from this, we learned that humans are like this. Well, a, a lot of people like to use it as a uh, parallel to the welfare state. Yeah, but, but, I think but, that's silly. But, but, you know, reading the article myself, reading about the experiment myself, it, it, it actually is more uh, – uh, the. It, it doesn't have to necessarily be a welfare state. It's, you know, here in America, we pretty much have everything we need. It's, it's nobody's really hungry. Nobody's really, you know, uh, unless you're mm-hmm. mentally ill or, you know, on drugs, you 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 can find shelter. Um, so we need it to be worse than it is, is what. I, 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 I guess so, but I mean, if you look at what they're saying, you know, the the, the young, you know, each generation getting more apathetic, uh, some people grooming themselves and becoming the beautiful ones, but, but have no interest in sex, and uh, uh, what a waste, huh? What a waste. Yeah. So it does seem it does seem that the the any utopia, you know, uh, will will meet that what? end. My problem with all of it is that when people get into that whole, see, we're spoiling the people. What? How do you define spoiling? You know what I mean? I mean, that's such a, I mean, it's, my wife and I argue about whether we're spoiling the kids back and forth. So it's. Uh, hmm. Well, yeah, I'm sure some some adult mice actually talked to their kids in that utopia and said, you know, <laughs> you kids don't know. You, you just got you food no just coming out of the, in my day, we had to run on the wheel for hours before the food <laughs> pellet would month. come out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your mother ran mazes. Your mother ran mazes for 12 yeah. months. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I wonder. It's uh, probably the same kind of crap going on with the mouse utopia. And it turned out, this way, if it was hijacked by the people against overpopulation, that turned out to be... Well, I don't know. It's too soon to tell. Yeah. Maybe they know what they're talking about. Maybe they didn't. Well, they didn't, but maybe they guessed right. Anyway, uh, we're going to be talking about my personal hero on the other side. So uh, stay tuned. 
Which brings us to the final segment of the Rule of Three, where we will announce my personal hero. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Here uh, it comes. His, ma- his name is Miguel Gomez, 26, of Allen Park, Michigan. And, uh, Miguel Gomez. Awesome. And what, it, what did he do? Well, <laughs> uh, his reward for the achievement, he's now charged with malicious destruction of property valued between one and $20,000, reckless driving, and the malicious destruction of uh, state property. That's what he did. That's what your Mr. Gomez, your hero, did. Yeah, but how did how he, did do, he it? do this? How, how did, did he, he do, do it? He uh, uh, he jumped a drawbridge. <laughs> he, he did. He jumped a drawbridge. They have the quotes from the drawbridge operator. They're awesome. I was like, oh no, he's not. <laughs> well, he jumped. He blew all the tires on his car. Right, it took out all four tires on the car. So does it still count as a successful jump is my. I don't know. I don't know. But listeners of the show will remember uh, uh, our episode 152 on May 30th. That's right. That uh, uh, we we talked about uh, a guy that did it and uh, did not make it. Actually, uh, he got about halfway, got about halfway across before the car, before physics the law of physics <laughs> got there but, before the cops did. That's right. The law of physics arrested him before the the the, the law of the cops. That story. That story. Him. That story was funny though. Is that uh, if you remember? Is that uh, uh, one guy? One guy actually got out to lift up the security gate. So <laughs> and then did, didn't get back in, right? And then got back did, in. Get, oh, and then got back in. <laughs> God, no, he got oh. back in. It's, 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 he lifted up the security <laughs> gate. The car then pulled in front of the security gate. Then he dropped it and got in the car because he didn't want to miss this one. And uh, uh, because oh. of that, because of that, yeah, because of that, he didn't have enough speed. It's, uh, you know, we were saying before that, oh, he, yeah. you know, if that was me, it was just a, no, I'll hold it up. You just, you just. You know, I'll meet you on the other side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take an Uber. <laughs> an Uber Uber. But uh, Miguel, Miguel did not did he avoided that problem. He actually ran through the security gate, which to is, keep uh, his speed up. Yeah, yeah. To keep the speed up. Made the leap, and as you said, yeah. uh, all four tires blew on landing. So yeah. And then he was arrested. And uh, also, they suspect he was uh, high on whippets. Whippets. Huh. You know, you know what that is? Yeah, that's uh, Nit- yeah, nitrous, nitrous oxide. oxide. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's what you get at the dentist. Yeah, laughing gas. Which, as I looked into it, started as a trend in like 1799, 1800. Uh, Upper class Brits would have laughing gas parties. Huh. So it was the, the it was start. it was the yeah. mutai of the day. It was the mutai of the day, <laughs> and then as it got cheap, and everybody started doing it, and now I don't think it's a big thing with upper class British. Well, parties. I don't know if you I don't know if you've noticed, but if you if you get a can of whipped cream, you take that little yeah. that little that little pointy cap off. Those caps yeah. used to snap back on the can. You used to be able to when you were after you had had, had applied the whipped cream to your uh, brownie, you could you could snap that little cap back on. 
Have you noticed that Whoa. you could no longer? Is that why that's, is it to keep it from leaking in your fridge or what? No, what, what no, it? no. Essentially wasn't happen- what was happening was uh, stock boys <laughs> <laughs> would, would take the caps off, oh. inhale the and contents, take a little huffs. and then put yeah. the cap back on. And the the store manager would say, would all of a sudden say, "Okay, we got uh, we got twenty cans of of whipped cream returned today because they had gone flat." Yeah, and and then they started laughing. <laughs> Wasn't us because <laughs> <laughs> they were. That's well, this guy was on the whippets. Yep, that is. Yep, and you know, the, uh, which, the which, are, which are not illegal because they're, they're for whipped cream. I get. Are they illegal? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. think he could. They drop. didn't arrest him for that, did they? They didn't nope. arrest him for the. Nope. Just it's uh, legal in the UK. I know that uh, the, the people still do it at parties and stuff, and they it's a problem. They find the empty cans everywhere. Huh. It's so. a little. Uh, we we used to make rockets out of those little cans, but. Mm. But anyway, I I, I just wanted yeah. to say it did, did not say what kind of car did you did you find an article with a kind of car I wanted to know what kind I of didn't car. see the kind of car it's just it's totaled it had I know to that. be I'm guessing it had to be a Camaro or a Mustang yeah I think those are the huh. uh, uh, of course they, they of course, fit the Burt profile Reynolds, yeah. Burt Reynolds used to jump up well they don't make Pontiacs anymore Pontiac Trans Am is what Burt Reynolds used to jump with. So oh, I don't know right. if it was. Uh, I don't well, know. the Duke boys. What did they do? That was a charger. That was a. That was a charger. That was a Dodge Charger, which you can still get. Yeah, you can still get a. a um, you can still get charger? Dodge. The, you can get Chargers, Camaros, and Mustangs. They're oh all, yeah, they're all like still a available. recent one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Was so, there any good footage of it that we've seen? Actually, if he's doing whippets, I, I think I, if he's doing whippets, I think it probably should have been a Charger. I think <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're, they're called whipped cream chargers. Yeah. Well, so, I think I would like film and I wish that people like him just had GoPro cameras strapped to their heads. That's what I think. Well, I can't believe it, with the amount of cameras that are out there that there wasn't a, that there wasn't footage of the jump. My guess is there is, but. Man, they kind of said, you know, if we release this, <laughs> yeah, they gotta do it. That should be released, and they should monetize it. But listen, governments yeah. are struggling right now. They need to make money off all of this kind of footage. Yeah, but but, but here's here's the thing: once you show once once you uh, show a bar that someone jumped over. Someone, uh, wa- someone's going to try to raise that bar. To more him. money, <laughs> R- more money, Tim. Don't you see? This could be a regular channel, the Drawbridge Jump on the Internet channel of just Drawbridge Jumpers, and you you help cover the deficits that our governments are struggling with, and you eliminate a few people while you're at it. But you this isn't, and I don't think I've mentioned this yet. And uh, is uh, this is this is part of Detroit where I grew up. <laughs> and, and, and your stomping grounds. Uh huh. It's uh, it's a part. It's a side of Detroit where a lot of people uh, work and were grew up working in the auto industry. We were mm-hmm. very car obsessed, and uh, there's a there, there's a video actually that uh, uh, that somebody made. It. Uh, did Did you ever see the Pure Michigan ads? Did you ever wherever you were ever see them? What? 
There, there's sure, a, there's ads, yeah, they're narrated by Tim Allen, and they go, Michigan is a place where snow comes down once a year, and people can't wait to get out and play. And they, 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 they try to attract people to Michigan. And they did oh, one. Oh, so snowmobiles and. Yeah, and the, yeah. Every fall. Hmm. I said the trees turn into magnificent color, and people eat <laughs> pie. And <laughs> it's yeah, and they they huff whip it, whip it, <laughs> yeah. and jump drawbridges. Yeah. But there's but there's yeah, there's one where they actually made fun of it, where it was uh, pure downriver, and it's uh, everyone gathers together and tries to imitate the fashion of Kid Rock. <laughs> and watch a Camaro and succeeds, watch a Camaro during do burnouts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll tell you my favorite Michigan memory, Tim. I was I was going up there through what's it what they call that? The the upper The U P the Yoop. The Yoop. The Yoop. And I I pulled over and as I'm pulling in the gas station, there's a guy outside in a hot dog outfit and he's he's selling He's trying to sell the hot dogs in the gas station. Mm -hmm. And then I go into the bathroom and then there's a knock on the door. Well, I'm, you know, and when I open up the door, there's this poor guy in his hot dog outfit and he had to pee so bad. So he's just like (laughs) dancing even faster than he was with the sign outside. And then when I get done, I'm just kind of lounge around because I want to see the hot dog guy come out and he comes out. He plumps a six pack of the worst, like the PBR on the countertop and talks to the guy behind the, and they start to plan a video game uh, night that night. I'm like, wow, this is sad. Cause the guy had to be, I don't know, 40. Sure. So that was probably that have grand, probably has probably a grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And he was probably making more than I was at that time. So pure Michigan. Uh, that's the show for the day. Uh, if, if you like it, tell your friends about it. Uh, uh, we always need we always need new subscribers. Uh, other than that, you want more information about me? Uh, TimSlagle dot com or uh, how's your website bent? Is it all back? It's not selling. Uh, it's not selling Viagra anymore. It's uh, an old version. Uh, you will get on there and see shows that you'll say, "Wow, this guy's doing a lot of shows for a pandemic." And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to fix the website. Uh, if you want to see, if you want to see his uh, uh, your legacy website, uh, betwashburn.com. Uh, yep. Other than that, uh, we'll see you next week.